The U.S. Supreme Court is expected to rule on the fate of affirmative action in college admissions this June. In the meantime, Illinois colleges are considering how to maintain equity in admissions without it. To understand the background, WBEZ's Lisa Phillips spoke with Anthony Chen at Northwestern University's downtown campus. Chen is a sociology professor at Northwestern and is working on a book about affirmative action in higher education. Thanks for joining me, Anthony. It's a pleasure, Lisa. Tell me about the spark in the early 1960s for affirmative action policies at colleges and universities. The year that we like to say marks the start of affirmative action is 1963. That was a big year in the civil rights movement. Uh, It was the year of the March on Washington, uh, and it was the year that uh, the church in Birmingham was, was bombed and four little girls were killed. You know, a lot of these men who were in charge of institutions like Michigan or Washington or Cornell, their consciences were pricked by what they saw going on in the streets of Birmingham and on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, These men took a look at their own schools and they realized that uh, their schools were nearly as segregated as Ole Miss or Alabama. They wondered, how could this be the case? There were no discriminatory laws on the books in states like Washington or Michigan. And yet there were so few black students on campus. So the men at these institutions decided to begin exploring new ways of thinking about academic merit in order to bring uh, African-American students onto campus. So what did those uh, initial affirmative action policies look like compared to what they look like today? One of the stronger forms of affirmative action that took root during the second wave were, in fact, set-aside programs. These are programs where if, say, you're going to admit 100 students to your class in a given year, you you set aside a a specified number of them for minority students. Those kinds of programs were invalidated by the Supreme Court in 1978, and they have never been validated since. They they are unconstitutional. Uh, What's at stake in the Harvard and UNC cases is a much more modest program called Holistic Review, where students are all part of a common pool, their applications are examined individually, they're evaluated as individual in a holistic manner, and race is, is considered as one of many different factors that can add value to their application. Can you talk about how and why Asian Americans are factoring into these cases? Asian Americans were selected, I think, partly because they, they make such an ideologically appealing subject. Uh, Asian Americans are often regarded as a model minority in the United States. They're regarded as members of a minority group that works hard and keeps its nose clean and plays by the rule. People who really should benefit from a meritocratic system that we have in the United States. And so it's, it's quite ideologically appealing to have them be plaintiffs in a case because it seems like such a great offense to have model minorities have their opportunities restricted by affirmative action. So clearly there have been many legal challenges and it's affirmative action has also been the target of political campaigns, politicians. Can you talk to me about why that is? Few issues, I think, really pique the interest of suburban homeowners like the idea, uh, like the issue of college admissions. You know, a lot of Americans who are living in the suburbs dream of sending their kids to, you know, the best college or university they can get into. And so the thought that their kids might not get a fair shake for whatever reason really riles them up. And I think a lot of uh, Republicans seeking office figured this out starting in the 70s, but also in the decades thereafter. And that's one of the reasons why it's remained so high on the political agenda ever since. 
Northwestern University sociology professor Anthony Chen speaking with WBEZ reporter Lisa Phillip. This is WBEZ.